Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, rising tensions. A U.S. Navy destroyer shoots down three drones used to attack ships in the Red Sea. While in Gaza, Israel steps up its attacks. We're live with the latest. Then Liz Cheney live. The former congresswoman opening up in a new memoir talking Trump, January 6th, and the future of the Republican Party. Our exclusive interview straight ahead. Plus, at risk. Florence Pugh hit in the face by an object thrown by a fan. Coming up, her condition. And shining stars. Hoda talks with Oscar winners Julia Roberts and Mahershala Ali, joining forces for their new thriller. What was the experience like, Julia, working with this man? You know, there's just a poetry to the way that he carries himself in life and in art. In my experience, I mean, and he's so tall and his eyes are so (laughs) kind. and Very kind how would you describe working with Julia? A joy. A joy, Just yeah. a joy. Yeah. A joy. And talking fame, family, and stealing the spotlight. Good Whatever. Point. He steals I, the I mean, show. And you know I who mean, else steals company. the show? Today, Monday, December 4th, 2023. Oh, today from San Diego, Illinois, Des Moines, Iowa, and Nashville, Tennessee. Here for my 40th. Good morning to our students at Franklin Elementary in Metropolis, Illinois. On a mother-daughter trip, Trexton, Missouri. Celebrating Lupix's 81st birthday. Hi to our family waking up out west. In Pasadena, California. Sending love to our daughter, Mary Kay. In Bogachetta, Mississippi. Hey, Don and Papa. We made it on the Today Show. Wow. What a crowd out there. What a day. And look closely. You'll see those cute little orange Today Show friendship bracelets. Catch the way. Bring your friendship bracelets. We'll trade you. Lots to get to on a Monday morning. Let's get right to your news at 8 o'clock. Just days after their week-long truce expired, Israel is expanding its war against Hamas in Gaza. And a United States warship in the region opened fire against hostile drones. NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel has all the details here. Richard, good morning. Good morning, Savannah. The fighting in Gaza has intensified significantly this morning. The Israeli chief of staff says that military operations, which are still underway in northern Gaza, and we've been hearing uh, incoming strikes, incoming Israeli airstrikes, is now spreading in the south as well. Israel believes that many Hamas fighters and leaders have fled to the south, and now the Israeli army is trying to track them down. But in addition to potentially uh, Hamas fighters in the south, many Palestinians Palestinians, hundreds of thousands of Palestinians were ordered to go to southern Gaza, and many of them are now complaining that they were corralled in the south and now uh, under attack. The Pentagon also says amid this climate of tension, there is also the risk of a regional escalation after the USS Kearney shot down three drones believed to have been fired by Houthi rebels backed 
by Iran. Savannah, back to you. All right, Richard Engel in the region. Thank you, Richard. The former U.S. ambassador to Bolivia was arrested Friday as part of an FBI counterintelligence investigation. So, uh, sources say 73-year-old Manuel Rochas accused of working as an unregistered agent for Cuba. More details are expected at the court appearance today. Rocha was a career diplomat who once posted in Cuba after retiring from the State Department, he became a businessman involved in the coal, cannabis and gold mining industries. Alaska Airlines has agreed to buy rival Hawaiian Airlines for about one point nine billion dollars. The two companies would combine their resources, but Hawaiian would keep its brand name. Alaska is the nation's fifth largest carrier. The deal would help it expand its West Coast network and run flights to Asia, Central America and the South Pacific. However, that deal must first be cleared by federal antitrust regulators. All right. Four minutes after the hour. Let's get that boost. I got a boost for you. Here you go. It's a good one. Take a look at the sweet interaction between a UPS driver named Frank and a two-year-old boy named Owen. It happened just moments after Frank helped the family get their dog back in their house. Have a good one. Thank you. Okay, it didn't end there, though. Frank also told Owen that he was one of Santa's helpers and that he'll put a good word for Owen. <laughs> Frank says joy and love in this world is what children should know. Oh, hey. oh, what a sweetie. Oh, All right, love coming it. up next, we're going to go one-on-one with former Congresswoman Liz Cheney on her new memoir and the concerns she is voicing about the future of the Republican Party and the country. Plus, my conversation with a pair of Oscar winners teaming up for a new thriller, Julia Roberts and Mahershala Ali. Our chat about their film, their families, and what parents face as their kids get older. Back right after this. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Extra, give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. That. That's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Give up. Order now at Acura.com. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
We are back 809 with former Wyoming Congresswoman Liz Cheney, a staunch conservative who voted with Trump 90% of the time for most of her term. She broke from most of her party in the wake of January 6th, leading the charge against him on the House committee investigating the insurrection that day. And after losing her primary in Wyoming last year, she's been hard at work on a new book. It's out tomorrow. It's called Oath and Honor, a memoir and a warning. Congresswoman Cheney, good morning. It's good to see you. Good morning, Savannah. Great to be with you. No time for pleasantries after I read this book. You said in the starkest terms, we will be voting on whether to preserve our republic in the next election. You think this is a vote about whether or not we still have democracy in this country? It certainly is. You know, and and Donald Trump has told us exactly what he will do. He will not abide by the rulings of the courts. Uh, He uh, will certainly appoint people to office, whether or not they can be confirmed by the Senate. Um, He uh, has talked about using the military uh, in terms that uh, really are fundamentally un-American, including here in the United States. So it's a very dangerous moment, and it's a moment for people to understand that 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 cannot be the path that we go down as a country. Just yesterday in an interview, you, you said fundamentally there's a choice to be made. You can't be both for Donald Trump and for the Constitution. You have to choose. Yeah. A vote for Donald Trump is unconstitutional, anti-American. Well, he won't he won't support and uphold the Constitution. We've already seen what happened. Uh, he is the only president in American history who attempted to overturn an election, who attempted to seize power, to stay in power after he had lost. Um, and the reason that it, we didn't have a much more serious crisis was because there were people around him who stopped him, because there were people around the country, state officials, for example, who stopped him, who did not yield to the pressure that he put on them to change votes from Biden to Trump. Um, we won't have that safeguard again. And and he's so dangerous. Uh, if you have a president who is unwilling to abide by the rulings of the courts, who's unwilling to uphold the Constitution, then there are no guardrails who can stop him. You've, uh, said, that we're, can stop him. you've said we're sort of sleepwalking into dictatorship in the United States. Dictatorship. Is that what we yeah. would have if we reelect Donald Trump? I think it's it's a very, very real threat and concern. And, and I don't say any of that lightly. And frankly, um, it's painful for me as someone who, you know, has spent her whole life in uh, Republican politics, who grew up as a Republican, to watch what's happening to my party uh, and, and to watch the extent to which Donald Trump himself um, has, uh, you know, basically determined that that uh, the only thing that matters is uh, him, his power, his success. And um, that is not somebody you can entrust with the power of the presidency. It seems crazy to ask this and even crazier to fathom it. But do you believe if Donald Trump were elected next year that he would try to stay in office beyond a second term? That he would never leave office? There's no question. There's you think no he would question. try to stay in power forever? Absolutely. I mean, he's already done it once. And in fact, if you look at what he did in the run up to January 6th in terms of his pressure on the vice president not to count legitimate electoral votes, his pressure on the Department of Justice, on state officials, and then refusing to send help when the Capitol was under attack, um, he's already attempted to seize power. And he was stopped, um, thankfully, and, and for the good of the nation and the republic, uh, but but he said he will do it again. He's expressed no remorse for what he did. What about those people who say, well, OK, fine, but there were checks and balances. We have co- the two co-equal branches of Congress. We had a handful of individuals at the Justice Department. The former vice president refused to go along. So we'll be all right. Well, I think can, that can we survive know, another 
can the can America survive Donald Trump? That, that's a really the, the notion that we would be okay. I think is is naive because if you look at, for example, the Republicans who are in control of Congress today, um, they are, are collaborating with Donald Trump. Uh, you cannot count on a House of Representatives led by somebody like Mike Johnson to stop this president. You can't count on a Senate of Josh Hawley's and Mike Lee's to stop. Donald Trump. I was going to ask you about that because I read this book. It was written well before the latest speaker's race. You devote many, many pages to this previously sort of unknown Congressman Mike Johnson, and you single him out as somebody who was, quote, destructive and who played a big role in misleading other members of your party. And now this Mike Johnson is Speaker of the House. What did you think when you saw this is who your former colleagues elected to the speakership? You know, I think that it is it's dangerous for the country. I think that um, many of them uh, did not understand in detail the the role that he would played. You know, Mike was a friend of mine. We served. We were elected together. Um, but but Mike consistently throughout this post-election period um, was suggesting things that he knew to have no basis in fact, no basis in law, no basis in the Constitution, and advocating um, that that members of the House get on board with helping Donald Trump to overturn the election. If we were to rerun the exact same scenario that happened in 2020, but happened in 2024 with Mike Johnson, with the Speaker's gavel, what do you think would happen? I, I think that it is, it is too dangerous to even contemplate going down that path, um, partly because they've all had practice now. Um, you know, what happened in 2020 and, and January of 2021, uh, in many ways, uh, they can look at as a, as a practice run. And, and they know now uh, what it would take, in fact, uh, to attempt to completely unravel the foundations of our republic. You said the Republican Party of today has made a choice, has not chosen the Constitution. Do you think Democrats, it would be better for Democrats to... to regain control of Congress in 2024? I think that this is a moment where a couple of things are really important. One is, as we talked about, Mike Johnson and, and the Republicans cannot be uh, in the majority in January of 2025. The House of Representatives may well be called on to determine the outcome of an election if it's thrown into the House. I mean, this so is that's, just crazy that's, stuff. You're Liz Cheney. Right. You were previously known as one of the most conservative members of Congress. You're the daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney, and you're saying it would be safer for the country if Republicans weren't in control of the House. I think what we have seen is that you cannot count on this group of elected Republicans to uphold their oath to the Constitution. But what this moment also requires, Savannah, is that people come together across party lines, Republicans, Democrats, independents, to stand for the Constitution. And that's why this election is, is so crucially important. You write that. You say every one of us, Republican, Democrat, independent, must work and vote together. So I'll put it to you very plainly. Will you vote for President Biden if Donald Trump is on the other side of the ticket. We don't know yet who the the uh, nominees are going to be. Certainly, I hope that the Republicans don't nominate Donald Trump. But if uh, they do. But I will never vote for Donald Trump. And I will do whatever it takes uh, to make sure that Donald Trump is defeated. Including in a vote for Biden? I will do whatever it takes. Well, I, I know how deeply you feel about this. When you look at the train and you see some of these polls and in a matchup between Trump and Biden right now, it is showing that Trump, it is Trump who wins, not just national polls, but in, in key battleground states. Do you wish that the Democrats had nominated someone other than Biden? Do you feel he is the best chance to defeat Donald Trump? I think we have to have the very best players on the field in order to ensure that Donald Trump is not elected again. And and I think about this as a mother. I think about this as somebody who it very much is an open question whether our kids are going to grow up in a country that is characterized by a peaceful transfer of power. So and, is Biden that person or do well, you think you know, there should listen, be someone else? We'll have to see what happens and we'll have to see who is nominated. 
Um, but the single most important issue is making sure that Donald Trump does not have that that awesome power of the presidency again. Just real quick, I keep thinking when I was reading your book about the who is persuadable at this point. You call it a cult of personality on the Trump side. Okay, fine. So if you're in the cult, you're not going to be voting for anyone but Trump. And then you have people on the other side, they'll vote for the Democrats. This is a sliver of people right. who think... OK, I may not have loved Trump. I'm tired of his antics, but I'm worried about the border. I'm worried about right. crime. Uh, and I think Biden's too old. What do you say to them? They think that, that a Trump vote is, you know, it'll end up being all right. Maybe not pleasant, but it'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, look, I think that's a real problem. And I think that the challenge is to make sure that those people understand and recognize that a Trump vote is not acceptable. Uh, I hope that there are um, options and alternatives that reflect the important challenges that we're facing and that reflect leadership to meet those challenges. But that choice can never be Donald Trump because a vote for Donald Trump uh, may mean the last election that you ever get to vote in. And again, I, I don't say that lightly. Um, and it, it, I think is heartbreaking that that's where we are. But people have to recognize that, that a vote for Donald Trump is a vote against the Constitution. Real quickly, you have not ruled out running for president yourself. Do you envision something where you run with the Democrat and do some kind of unity ticket? I'm going to decide over the course of the next couple of months. Uh, and it will certainly depend upon where it looks like things are going with the nominations of, of both parties. But again, I think it, it is a, it's a moment where people have to be willing to put partisanship aside and say the future of the country demands that we, we uh, save the republic. And we're never going to get the chance to debate all the other really important issues if we allow Donald Trump the power to unravel the very foundations of our, of our Constitution. Congresswoman Liz Cheney, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. The book is called Savannah. Oath and Honor. It is out tomorrow. Let's get a check of the weather. Al? Hey, guys. Well, take a look. We've got some light snow up in the northern New England. We are going to be watching this high flood risk atmospheric river bringing heavy rain to the parts of the Pacific Northwest and eventually central uh, California. Mild and sunny down through Texas all the way into the mid plains. Few showers and snow showers, I should say, right around uh, the Dakotas. And we're looking at a few showers also in the Florida Peninsula. And that's your latest weather. Greg. All right, buddy. Thank you, sir. Uh, Hoda, you had an eventful weekend. Mm -hmm. A little family time. I heard you did some holiday shopping. Oh, by the way, you caught up with not one but two Oscar winners. I did. It was pretty fun. Uh, Julia Roberts and Mahershala Ali right here. They were in New York and they're promoting their Netflix film. It's called Leave the World Behind. Julia is also one of its producers. So it's based on a best-selling novel by the same name, a thriller that is not for the faint of heart. In Leave the World Behind, Julia Roberts is a far cry from the America's sweetheart role. When your characters meet, first of all, I could not stand your character. I never thought there would be a Julia Roberts movie where I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I want to just strangle her. Well, my work is done here. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the World Behind is not your typical end-of-the-world apocalypse film. It centers around two families forced together, starring Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, Mahershala Ali, and Mahala Harold. What was the experience like, Julia, working with this man? You know, there's just a poetry to the way that he carries himself in life and in art, in my experience. I mean, and he's so tall and his eyes are so kind. and Very kind to you. How would you describe working with Julia? A joy. A joy, Just yeah. a joy. Yeah. A joy. Mahershala is a two-time Academy Award winner who plays the suave finance advisor G.H. Scott. Well, Variety basically said that uh, the quote, I think, was Ali steals the show. How does that how does that land? How does that land with you? <laughs> no, it's so weird. I'm just grateful for the opportunity to do this work and grow and be pushed, you know. So I'm, I'm in good. Whatever company. he steals I, the I'm show, in good and you know I'm who else steals company. the show is 
Ethan. I think they say it a little differently, but you know, I know what you mean. So if you were giving the elevator pitch on this movie, um, how would you describe it? It's a thriller that's about seeing people put in the most extreme circumstances mm-hmm. of crisis and how they respond to that. I would describe it as a study in the fragility of uh, the human condition and our dependence on technology. Off-screen, Julia and husband Danny Motor have three teenagers. Mahershala Ali and wife Amatu Sami Karim have a six-year-old daughter. We discussed parenting in the age of smartphones. Watching the technology obsession scared me watching this yeah. because I think about this with my kids yes. now. How did you navigate with your kids? So for us, we just had sort of simple rules where we had a charging station where everybody's phone goes when you get home. There's no phones at the table, right. certainly. Uh, by the way, how has, has fatherhood changed you? Oh, wow. Like, you've heard it before. You just feel like your heart is outside of your body. So I'm going to shut it down there. That's all <laughs> I can say. Um, get emotional. We're parenting young kids. Your, yeah. your kids are in, co- in college, and one's about to go off to college. Mm-hmm. How do you parent adult children? I parent them the same way out of the house that I parented them in the house. Which is? Which is, you know, are you getting enough sleep, and you sound like you're sick, and are you drinking tea? Yeah. And yeah. Text me when you get home. I can see that you're home safe and sound. And and I have an immense amount of appreciation for both of my older kids because they still allow me to be the same mom to them. And it's not eye-rolling. And there's a huge amount of understanding. Mm-hmm. Is it, may I ask, is it a different discomfort, you leaving and traveling for work and all that, compared to them leaving and going to college? Yeah. <laughs> And it's funny, too, right now, me being away, Mm -hmm. and so Henry and Danny are home, Mm -hmm. and then I'm in another time zone, and then Finn is somewhere, and Hazel is somewhere, and we all were on a FaceTime the other day together, (laughs) all of us, and it was so fun. I might have had like a towel on my wet head. And like, <laughs> we were all so happy to be together in that way that we are still so deeply in love. I love your family. I love how you speak <laughs> about them. Every time you talk about them, I feel like you're home. Like, mm. like, thanks. I agree with that. Actually. Don't you think? I, I, it's so absolutely re- true. Like, get her tissue. <laughs> I love love, man. By the way, lovely people. He has two Oscars. She has one, by the way. So it's kind of fun. This was the first time they've worked together. This movie's terrifying. So, I mean, Julia said when she got the book, she couldn't read it in one sitting. They were like, read it quick so you can go ahead and be in the movie. And she's like, I can only read during the daylight. (laughs) So it is one of those books. But we should uh, mention Leave the World Behind. It's now in select theaters, and it is streaming on Netflix, and that begins on Friday. It was was good to see him asking her that that question. Yeah, well, they're they're just, they're, they're very cool together. He's so down to earth and neat. I really do. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back after this. Hey guys, welcome back. It is 8.30. Where do we got? Where's Keenan? There's Keenan. That's our pal Keenan Thompson. He's helping to pick up some holiday toys. We're happy to see him. If you'd like to contribute the QR code, head to today.com for details. We're going to talk to Keenan, by the way. Uh, in a little bit, he's got a he's got a memoir out. It's called Life Lessons, Funny Stories, and Questionable Parenting Advice from a Professional Clown. Those are his words. By the way, I got to just say hi to this lady real quick. Yes, okay. Can I just can I please say hello to you? Wait a second. Today's your 83rd. Happy birthday. Thank you. 
What, what's your name? Vera Finniger. from? Effingham, Illinois. I'm so happy. Yay. I'm so happy you came. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Happy it was, birthday. It was my goal to meet you. Oh. I'm so happy to meet Oh, That's so oh. special. Oh. Happy birthday, Happy Sarah. birthday, Beauty. And you had a bonus Keenan high oh five, too. That's, yes. that's a, a good birthday. All right, Robert. also ahead, who remembers the dress that sparked a nationwide debate years ago. Remember this? Oh, was it white yeah, or gold yeah. or blue or black? Blue and black. Well, it's back white in the spotlight again thanks to a star who just heard blue about and black. it and white started and it all over again. white and gold. No, it's, not, it's definitely blue and black. Blue and black. Thank you, white Chanel. All right. Do you guys see blue and black No. Coming up tomorrow on today, Megan Trainer, Jimmy Fallon are going to join us live to talk about their new Christmas song, Wrap Me Up. Oh, cool. And then coming up in a few minutes, guys, on the third hour, a museum that's not like any you've ever seen. We're going to pay a, a hair-raising visit to the troll hole. Oh, that's what it's called. It's called the troll hole. That's okay. That, uh, that's where the nostalgia is on full display. <laughs> I see. I see. It's the troll hole. All right. Mr. Roker, your people are missing you here, but let's head to Washington, D.C. and say hello. Uh, hey, Al. I, I'm missing all of them, but why would you lead to me with that story with the troll hole? That's just, what it's uh, called. It's called the it's, troll hole. I'm sorry. It just doesn't sound right. But anyway, I am just going to move forward because I need this job. Uh, we are looking at, uh, for the week ahead, uh, lingering snow showers in New England. They'll pick up another few inches of snow, well above average temperatures, midsection of the country, and things are just getting wound up in the Pacific Northwest. We get to the mid part of the country, flood risk from central California all the way to the Pacific Northwest, record warmth in the northern plains, cooler conditions down through Florida, and as we head on toward the end of the week, rain and snow in northern New England and parts of the northeast, December warmth blanketing the midsection of the country, looking for widespread snow making its way through the Rockies on into the Cascades. And that's your latest weather. Guys? All right, we are going to take it around the horn now, being Savannah. We're going to take it slow for Jimmy. We're going to take it a little slow for Jimmy, okay? But let's make sure every person... We're just that's getting started. Just, Coming up next, just getting started. Showing her dominance. It went into the nine o'clock hour. <laughs> Jeez, come on! A lot of people, Allie. A lot of people. Oh, we miss oh. you in your honor. All right. Uh, Beyonce showing Ugh. her dominance at the box office. The very big weekend for her uh, new concert film, and much more ahead on Pop Star. But first, this is today NBC. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. 
With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. All right, back at 837, as Mr. Roker would say, best time All of the morning. All right, we have some good stuff for you this morning. First up, Beyonce. It is a renaissance at the box office. The singer's concert film opened at number one over the weekend. According to estimates from AMC Theaters yesterday, renaissance, a film by Beyonce, raked in a whopping $21 million in North American ticket sales alone. Four of those were mine. Beyonce wrote, directed, and produced the project focused on her recent tour that wrapped up in October. And just like it was with, the, I think, the, the Swift concert, people go there, adults, kids, and they are, it's a concert. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. They Dance. get dressed up. Yeah. It's, just, it's just joy when we need it. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, Ryan Reynolds, the actor's wife, Blake Lively, proves she's a certified member of the Beehive, sharing an inside look from the Renaissance London premiere. And this pic, cozying up with bestie Taylor Swift. But of course, can Blake post anything on social media without her hubby trolling her? It's like their joke. People love it. So here it is. Ryan shared this edit showing off his Photoshop skills. <laughs> he swaps out Taylor for Blake, <laughs> for Travis Kelsey in his own grinning face. He joked in the caption, I feel like I should remember this. <laughs> so there you go. Next up, Florence Pugh. The actress is the latest celebrity to be hit by an object while on stage. This is an unfortunate trend that singers have been experiencing lately during concerts. BB Rexa, Kelsey Ballerini, Harry Styles, all struck right in the middle of their shows. This latest incident with Pugh occurred over the weekend in Sao Paulo, Brazil, at a panel for the upcoming Dune sequel. She was posing for pictures, yes, uh, with co-stars Timothy Chalamet, Austin Butler, and Zendaya. The object seemingly hits her square in the eye. So no statement from the actress, but we hope she's doing okay. And this unsettling trend dies down soon. Enough is enough. All right, next up, Jennifer Garner. She can act. She can bake. And she can dance. During Garner's recent trip to New York, oh. she visited our neighbors over at the Radio City. It was all because her buddy Reese Witherspoon sent her a message requesting that she dance with the Rockettes. All right, finally, Martha Stewart. A recent post on her Instagram is reigniting oh. an eight-year-old debate. I can't believe it's been eight years online. Over the weekend, Martha posted this picture with the caption, Grandchildren were educating me about the dress. So we're going to do it again for Martha. I don't know how it's not blue and black. It's blue and black. It's white and gold. Are you trying to say that what you're looking at right yes. there is... It's blue and black. Blue and black. It's white and gold. Did they ever? The top is black, and then it's a blue line, and then it's little black stripes. Explain. I still don't know. It's gold and white. It is gold and white. Keenan, what is that? What color? Blue and gold. There you go. Blue and black. Blue and gold. I don't see black. I see. No one sees black. No, blue and gold. We do. Blue and gold. It's the most bizarre thing. For the record, Martha also went with blue and black. Thank you, Martha. Martha. That is bizarre. I could stare at that a thousand years and never see blue and black. All right, coming up next, (laughs) one of our favorites around here, SNL's Kenan Thompson. He's written a hilarious, heartwarming new book about his life. I can't wait to chat about it. He's wearing black. That's black. But first, this is today on NBC. Black. It's black. Wear black. See? Welcome back. Kenan Thompson has been making us laugh for decades. He what? first made it. Yes. When he made a splash when he was just a little kid in the mm-hmm. 90s classic like D2, <laughs> the Mighty Ducks and Nickelodeons, all that. Today, Kenan's the longest running member of SNL in its history. And he's pulling back the curtain. He's got a new personal project, a memoir. It's called 
when I was your age. Life lessons, funny stories, and questionable <laughs> parenting advice from a professional clown. Yeah. All right. Hi. Hi. Okay. You, you, you put morning. your life out there. I did. I had to tell the whole story from A to Z. Did you? How much of your life, your real life is in that book? Um, I'm in a, a 99%. Yeah. I yeah. Think. It's like, you? It, it's a, yeah. It's all me. I mean, you were a childhood star. You started when you were five years old. And there are many, many kids who don't t- live to tell the tale <laughs> or at least professionally don't yeah. to talk about how they made it to the other side. How were you Ooh, able? I'm looking at the back of my hair. How were you able to um, navigate those waters and wind up here? Look at you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm in close family. You know, I'm looking back at these pictures and that was like an era in, you know, College Park, Atlanta. You know what I mean? And like very, very close to my family. Are those kids all your age? Um, (laughs) They were my age because I was very short for a long time. Yeah, I was a little small kid. Did that bother you when you were little? No, it didn't yeah. bother me until like sports became a thing. Yeah. And everybody became like giants and I was still little. <laughs> well, when you're younger, you're trusting. And uh, you yeah. were very trusting when you started off in your career and you were making some money and you had an accountant. I'm still very trusting. Okay, you know? so but, we yeah, had, there was a, a, was you know, account. a bad accountant yeah. or whatever. Kind of so thing. you talk about this in the book, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. You made your first million and the guy basically took it. Yeah, but I mean, I never saw it. So yeah. it was, you know, a process of like, Here's a debit card, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. make sure you do your little like so monthly did, budgeting kind of thing or whatever. And then all of a sudden, did you ever I wanted conf- to make a big decision. It was gone. It was gone. Of, yeah. Did you ever confront him or whatever happened to him? Oh, yeah, I confronted him. And mm-hmm. then, you know, he kind of just went into the wind or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the biggest thing was like, you know, the IRS coming after you because they don't, you know, they don't necessarily have to deal with what the actual story is. All they wanted yeah. the money kind of thing. Yeah, so, sure. That was tough, but, you know, I made it through by the grace back, of God. You went back to trusting again after this, this I'm guy? I'm very trusting, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody is a crook, you know. Uh, I, mean? I think yeah. that's good. Um, we had you and Kel on the couch the other day because um, your new movie and all the great things. And I didn't know, maybe everyone else did, that you guys had had a falling out that you that you talk about, too, in your book, which this yeah. was this I was mean, for years. Yeah, it was more of a separation that kind of grew into, you know, the— traditional terms of what a falling out is, what which happened? is like not a lot of communication. Yeah. Um, originally, it was just us, you know, kind of looking for our own individualism, yeah. basically, as adults and kind of just taking a breather from, you know, being a duo um, because we both came into the game as, you know, individuals. And, you know, we were placed together because we worked so well together yeah. and all that. And, um, yeah, it was just the journeys of being adults. And then, you know, time passes and more time passes and it just became ridiculous. And we were like, we didn't even know. You exactly. don't remember, don't remember why you were fighting. What it was. And then, you know, I apologize. He, but whatever it was, call. we played for, I think I called and we played phone tag for like a day or something like and that. And tell whatever. me about and the, then, cause when you have a falling out and you finally get in contact again, how was that? When you have call? a real friendship, yeah. it was five minutes into the phone call. We were You're back. back, back. It yourself. was like, what were we waiting on all this time? But like, you know, you just never really know until you actually have that talk. Basically. And by the way, that's a good life lesson. I think a lot of people are in feuds and they don't even remember the genesis of it. And yeah. they're still not talking. And it's also, you know, time wasted, which is one of the biggest crimes I think you can do in sure. life. It's just sure. waste time, you know. So it feels so good to be back with my brother. And like the movie's doing well. Yeah. We're so appreciative. You know what I mean? And like I mean, looking forward to the next chapters. You talk a little bit about your divorce. Not much. Mm-hmm. Was there a reason why you didn't want to go there too much? Well, I mean, I also didn't really want to speak out of turn on people who aren't there to tell their version of the story as well. So I just kind of told my perspective. And you talk about being a girl dad and I can tell that's, that's really the love of your life right there. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're my daily focus. 
outside of myself, but um, <laughs> <laughs> they are definitely my my sweethearts. And you know, they're off to school this morning, so they're already in class. But mm. yeah, I love them. And um, Saturday Night Live again. You're the longest running cast member by 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 far. Yeah, it's, it's getting mean, up there. <laughs> do you ever see yourself spending your Saturday nights anywhere else? Honestly, I don't really know. Like, what's more exciting when you know SNL is having a moment? Like, you know, Emma Stone last week was so dynamic <laughs> and so, so funny, amazing. right? And um, you know, it was just like incredible to watch a performer like that because. She inspires us. I mean, we do a lot of characters and sketches and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other, but she never half committed to anything. And I watched her read 50 sketches. Wow. Well, the SNL writers always say they love when you are in their sketch because they know even if the writing doesn't really hit the mark, your look will always do the trick. <laughs> that's, that's, the one, so? that's the one. That's the one. Keenan, good luck with this book. Good luck Thanks. with everything. Oh, good luck I to love you. you. Good luck I love to you. you. I love you too. All Thank right. you for having me. Again, this book is called When I Was Your Age. It's out tomorrow. For more about it, head to today.com slash books. Coming up next, the third hour of today. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. 